Good morning, good morning federal employees. Welcome back to another great episode and today is a special question and answers episode where I take questions that I receive from you, my listeners, my viewers, and I answer them. Because as you probably know, I do tons of videos, tons of topics, tons of podcasts about different things, but it doesn't always touch on the nuances of everyone's situation. So these question and answers episodes allow me to get a little more nuance into specific situations in real life, right? So this question actually comes from the podcast and comes from a podcast listener who is a big fan of the podcast and actually this question is about four meaty paragraphs long and I'm actually going to dedicate the whole episode today to this one one question because it's a beast, right? And some great nuggets in here. So I'm super excited to dig in. And I'm not going to read the first paragraph, but I want to say this person was just being really, really nice about how much she likes the podcast, how she's sharing it with her coworkers. So, hey, if you want your question to be aired live like this, hey, if you give a little love to the YouTube channel, the podcast, hey, the odds of you showing up on this are probably a little higher, just saying. So, okay, without further ado, though, let's jump right in. She says, hey, I am an unmarried widow of a retired service member and received military survivor benefits and VA benefits for my husband's service-connected death. I'm also a current federal employee. There we go. As well, I'm hoping to retire in December 2022, coming up, year and a half-ish, at the age of 62 with 23 years of service. Awesome. I'm one of those um, that want to take Social Security early while I can, and I plan on taking Social Security right at 62. Based on some reading I've done, I think I may be able to take my husband's Social Security instead of my own. His benefit would more likely be higher than mine since I was a stay-at-home mom for 16 years before returning to the workplace and he was an army officer for 24 years. Okay, so there's more to this question, but I'm going to stop here because there is a ton to hit already. So, she mentioned Social Security and she mentioned because she's a widow, her husband has passed away, that she's been doing some reading and she thinks that she'll be able to get his benefit instead of her own because she assumes that his benefit is going to be larger than hers. Now, she's in a very unique situation where there's actually one little, I guess, loophole I almost call it most of the time because it's unknown, okay? Where what she's actually able to do is yes, she's able to get what they call survivor benefits where because her husband has passed away and because he had, he was eligible for Social Security on his own record, then she is eligible to start what they call survivor benefits based on his record. Now, you can actually start survivor benefits as early as age 60, okay? Two years earlier than just normal benefits, right? So she could technically, she's right now she's actually probably 60 already because she's going to retire at 62 in December 2022. So she could probably already start survivor benefits if she wanted, right? Now she's still working, she may just want it to delay. But there's actually a cool thing that you can do with survivor benefits. So you can actually start survivor benefits, okay? But you can also at the same time delay your own benefit, okay? This strategy actually used to be used with spousal benefits, but 
with the social security changes that spousal benefits don't allow the strategy anymore. But for survivor benefits, when your spouse has passed away and you haven't started your own benefit, you can use a strategy where you start survivor benefits based on your spouse's record, okay? And then you actually delay your own record. So what happens is you're, you're getting a monthly check. You're getting a monthly survivor benefit check, but at the same time, your own benefit is increasing. And let's say at 62, she turns on survivor benefits. Okay, great. She turns that on and actually she could let her own benefit delay all the way up till 70. And at that point, it may be substantially higher then her survivor benefit. And then at age 70 or whenever in between, she could actually switch over to her own benefit based on her own record. Because it sounds like, you know, she is a federal employee, probably making decent money, and so probably eligible for a decent benefit. And so that may be a strategy. Obviously, it will depend on what the amounts are based on her benefit and her husband's benefit, but it's a great strategy. And honestly, a really unknown loophole that most people don't know about when it comes to survivor benefits that you still can take survivor benefits now and delay your own benefit. And so that'll increase over time, right? And then, but you're still already receiving survivor benefits. So it's a great strategy that honestly, that one strategy for this, this lady could, I mean, thousands of dollars just by understanding what that means for her own benefit. So something to think about, right? Great. Okay, so that's the first part of her question. So she says, hey, I have another question in regards with the TSP. My two adult daughters are my beneficiaries. If I were to pass, is the money paid out to them or do they have the option of having the money roll over into their own IRA accounts? My contributions have all been traditional tax deferred or just the, yeah, the traditional TSP. Um, I did this because I assumed I would be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. Okay, great. I can only imagine a significant chunk of the TSP money will go to taxes if my beneficiaries don't have the option to roll it over. Are there any other options that I should be considering? Okay, great question. Definitely something to think about. So there's two different things that happen if a TSP owner passes away. Okay, the first thing is if the beneficiary that is gonna receive that account is their spouse, okay? The spouse is actually able to keep the money in the TSP. Okay, they can have a spousal TSP account, basically, where they can invest it however they want, um, and they get the cool advantages of just keeping it in the TSP, which is a great thing, right? And often the spouse may be familiar enough with the TSP and it may be the best option, okay? Now, that being said, if the beneficiary that the TSP is going to is a non-spouse, so anyone other than the spouse, okay, then they cannot keep the money in the TSP. It has to be put somewhere else, okay? It can go into what they call an inherited IRA, okay? It can do that. And basically, what that does is during, on that transfer, so let's say this, this lady that we're, you know, we're reading the question from, she passes away. So let's say she has $100,000 in her TSP. Well, it'll go to her daughter. Sounds like it's a 50-50 split. So let's say $50,000 goes to one daughter, the other 50K to the other. They can open inherited IRAs. That money goes into there and that transfer is non-taxable, okay? Because no money came out of a retirement account. It just transferred from one to the other. So that's great. No taxes are due to the daughters at that point. Awesome, great thing to know, right? Now, when taxes are 
a, a thing to think about is when they take money out, okay? And there's been lots of changes with the rules on inherited IRAs and when money comes out. And in most cases nowadays, in most cases, the money has to come out within 10 years. It's got to be down to zero within 10 years, okay? There's some exceptions, but in most cases, that's the rule, okay? So, again, if it's a spousal beneficiary, if, it goes, if your TSP is going to your spouse, they could keep the money in the TSP and they will only have to take money out first as they need and then of course when RMDs come into play, then they'll have to take it out then, right? Um, however much is required based on their age and things like that. But if it is a non-spousal beneficiary, like in this case, daughters, then it can get rolled over to an IRA, inherited IRA, and they have 10 years to get all the money out of those accounts. And as they take money out, it will be taxable, but they, they do still get, you know, let's say their tax rate is 20%, well, they still get 80% of that inherited TSP. So something to think about. And definitely as you're arranging your affairs, do it in a way that makes sense. And so, and make sure your beneficiaries know kind of how it works, right? What they're gonna need to do especially as you get into, let's say we're tiring. Well, once, I think we all need to be prepared for whatever happens and so that our family, our spouse, whatever, knows where things are at and they know what needs to be done if something was to happen to us, right? And it's not to, to scare people. That's not to live in fear. That's to live in just a state of preparedness, right? It's just to say, hey, I can live my life in a way knowing that, hey, regardless, of what happens to me and when I pass away, because we know we're all gonna die, right? I can live in a way that I know that my ducks are in a row, that I'm prepared, that I'm taking care of my family. I think that is so important, right? And preparing them to know where things are at, what things are gonna happen tax-wise and what they need to do to be prepared, right? That can be huge. So let's say your spouse is gonna inherit your TSP. Make sure they understand the TSP and kind of some of the rules on maybe some of the investments, right? How it works, what they should do, things like that. Just they don't have to be experts, but enough to manage, enough to enough to know what they should be doing, right? That can make a huge, huge difference in your life, in your spouse's life, just to be prepared for the future. So I hope this is helpful. Again, if you have any questions, there's a link in the description below where you can submit the questions straight to me. And those are the first places I go to look for questions is that submission form that you can do. So have a great rest of your day. I hope this is helpful and I'll see you next time.